my co-stars would tell me on set it was great. But at the same time, is it kind of like when your mom's like, you are the prettiest girl in school. Like, mom, no, I'm not. Abigail is, and everybody knows. Welcome to Ladies First with Laura Brown. I'm Laura Brown, editor-in-chief of InStyle Magazine, and each week I'm talking to a legendary lady about what she does, how she does it, and what we can learn from her. This week, I'm chatting with Andra Day. We all knew her as an incredible singer, but now, with her Oscar-nominated performance as Billie Holiday, she can do anything she wants. Hey, welcome to Ladies First, Andra Day. I say Andra because I'm Australian, but it's Andra, right? It's technically Andra, but it's so, I, I love, my team is so sweet because they're always like, guys, make sure you say Andra Mitch. I was like, I made it up. I made the name up. It doesn't matter. It's not real. I just cut my name in half. <laughs> so, call me whatever you want. Oh, God, it could be Brittany if I get I made it up. <laughs> That'd be kind of chic if you just change your name before the Oscars. You just go, Brittany. No. I, I'm Brittany, bitch. <laughs> So welcome to Ladies First, which is about ladies who are first in what they do. And you have been for a long time musically and to to see you now sort of go like Mm. one of those Marvel characters that has the power in them. And then then once they like hit a certain part of the universe, then they start to explode like a supernova. Yeah, like a supernova. (laughs) I like it. Yeah, but like you don't die. I like your version of events much better. You've done a million interviews about the process of the film, and I, I touch on that for sure. But I want to know kind of like how you felt. So you go off and do this, and it's three years ago almost, right? Yeah, Three-ish yeah. years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me where you were the night before it was going to come. How many times had you seen it before it actually was released? I hadn't seen it. Not at all. Not at all. Please elaborate. Please elaborate. I almost did not plan on ever watching it, to be honest with you, because of um, just, uh, I don't even know. I mean, you know, and hopefully this is a muscle, right, that I guess grows maybe with time and with practice. But I was so emotionally connected to what we did on set, to to the cast, to Lee and to where he directed us and to my co-stars and you know, I just, I still wasn't like ready for that to be over. You know what I mean? And I think I would just be too emotional watching it. Right, right. Also, I am a self-deprecator. So like everybody was like, it's amazing. It's amazing. I was like, I'm going to sit there and just be like, damn, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? And just like, the other part was, it just felt like watching the movie, especially the final movie, just felt like it, that's the the end. That's the culmination of everything. That's the end of the chapter. And I was so, so, so not ready for that chapter to end because I just still had no idea who I was going to be on the other side. So to answer your other question, what I was doing the night before it released, I actually freaked out because I hadn't seen anything yet. And Tell then, me how. Physically? So, no, like I called my manager and I called everyone. I was like, I need to see the movie. I need to see the movie right now. I haven't seen the movie and it releases tomorrow and I need to see the movie. They're like, it's 10 p.m. I was like, perfect. <laughs> this is great movie watching time so the night before I actually did watch the movie and it's so funny because the screening room that they found that would let me watch it was the same hotel that I actually auditioned for the movie in so I was like wow I pulled up on it and it was just like bawling it was ridiculous and it was hard to watch but it also brought me so much joy it was so funny I was looking at you know at, at, at scientific areas I refer to as uh, in your Instagram and um <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I love that research. No, but just starting to see when you you put up the you know the poster or the poster, whatever one call it, the graphic, and uh, and just seeing people just go, oh my god, <laughs> whoa, 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 
Well, <laughs> yeah. Then how did that start to land? I don't even know how to describe it because it was sort of a gradual thing of like, wow, people are loving it. Wow. My co-stars would tell me on set it was it was great. And I mean, I guess they have no reason necessarily to lie because they didn't know me prior to it. But at the same time, I also was like, they don't, but they like love me. You know what I mean? So I was sort of like, is it kind of like when your mom's like, you are the prettiest girl in school. Like, mom, no, I'm not. Abigail is. And everybody knows. Everybody knows Abigail is the prettiest girl in school. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, I learned really truly from Leon set. He will not. He will not leave a scene. He will not pass through anything if it is not authentic. And he's not moved by what he's saying. So... It was amazing and it was just, I don't know, it made me grateful. Grateful to God, grateful to Lee, to my cast, to everybody who worked so hard. Those people mean the world to me, honestly. Mm. What's it like now to be kind of the girl at the dance? It feels amazing. I think because of the nature of this role and because of Billie Holiday's life, something about it feels extra special. Also because of just what God brought me through and did in me and through me in this, for me, for me spiritually. So that has a lot to do with it. So. You know, and I'll probably recede again <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> I have peace of mind. You know what I mean? I got to balance it out. <laughs> so. so with all of that coming in too, how are you navigating sort of this stuff? So to me, it seems like a lot of scripts are coming in. I don't even know if this is a lot or if it's regular because before it was none. So I was like, hell my God, five <laughs> scripts. This is crazy. What's going on? <laughs> So it seems like there's a there's a lot of like I guess interesting things coming in. Also something again with Lee as well too. Is I believe in sort of that horizontal kind of that familial growth. And I just think he picks really dope stuff. So yeah, there's definitely stuff coming in. How do I navigate it? I mean, for me it's a spirituality thing. So whatever it is, I, I just need it to to grab me and, and really align me the way Billy did. Does that make sense? You know? So I don't think I have like this desire to just be I want to be in every movie and I want to be I just I want to do maybe maybe a few more and I I want them to to for me honor God to be aligning but I also want them to push the culture and the conversation about equality or racial inequality or social justice if it's pushing that conversation forward then then I want to be a part of it and that's a, that's a, I mean Billy Holiday as your first is a really high bar so you know it's like how you know when stuff comes in and it's like I don't know Fast and Furious 12. I'm like, wait a minute. So this character doesn't do heroin? Well, what am I going to do then? <laughs> I'll be like, what do you mean she doesn't do speedballs in a hotel with her abusive husband? So then what is she doing? I'm just like... <laughs> you just go do a jolly thing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Just go the whole other side. Just do a comedy. But that's the, th that's the thing with you, Day. What we, you really project is being happy to be here. Have you always been like that? I mean, you know, I'm not saying you're skipping on rainbows at all, but like, have you always just been that sort of like, like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, you know, like sort of energetically happy to be there. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a person, you know, and I'm, I'm a woman. So, you know, I have days where I'm just like, oh my goodness, you know what I mean? Or or days, I'm like, not gonna lie, days where I'm even like, oh, why did I agree to this? But yeah, but you know, I think generally speaking, like, and my dad always told me, like, you're either in something or you're not. And I, 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 I want to represent a certain thing with everybody I encounter, a certain space. I want people when they encounter me to encounter, well, the God that I love. I want them to encounter joy. I want them to encounter peace. I want them to encounter their own potential and greatness and you know sometimes you'd be tired but you got to show up with a certain attitude just not even for the sake of just 
faking, feigning happy, but just to be like, all right, we're in this together. What do you do, though, when you are tired? When when there's not a rainbow nearby to skip on? <laughs> I just, um, I just be tired. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll let people know that I'm tired. I'll be, I, I try to be truthful about the condition that I'm in. To me, I still want to show up and be like, okay, I'm going to be respectful and loving and have joy because joy is not necessarily contingent upon circumstance. You understand, right? Like you can still have joy in your heart and still be feeling kind of like uh, tired or worn out. So most of the time I'm just honest with people. And I feel like that puts everything on a very truthful, honest ground. I try not to, before a performance, let the audience know like, hey y'all, I'm tired. So like, you're just gonna get a shitty performance for your money. That's the different thing, you know what I mean? Imagine though, like if, if when, whatever, you win the Oscar, you just go, no, now I'm just gonna be tired. You know what? Yeah. Guys, I want y'all to know I'm very, very tired today. So things Sorry, aren't going to be good. I'm just going to go home to my little guy. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be me and him. We're going to take a nap. We're going to spoon. So I always think so much of your job, apart from performing, is performative, which is. Yes, it still is. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Yeah. So how, how much energy does that take out of you? Like, how do you manage your day right now? Because it's pretty hectic, I would assume. So, yeah, I, I think for me, a huge, huge, huge part of it is a di- like try to make sure things are healthy spiritually. So that's starting every day doing what I call devotion, and then trying to get in exercise. I think is a good thing too. Just get things circulating. Obviously, when the blood is just flowing, you know, you're just thinking more clearly, which I have not done today. Wah wah. But <laughs> but I'm gonna do later. You guys, she so didn't I work think- out today. <laughs> Actually, to be honest with you, I didn't even work out yesterday. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I try to get it, you know, semi-regular exercise, I guess. What do you do? Um, I do weights. I have, I have like a machine that I've got, which is like a power rack, Smith machine, pulley cable system combo things from Australia, actually. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like weights. I definitely do because I like just seeing, building the muscle. I like seeing the effect. Also... I do cardio as well, too. I think getting the blood flowing, stretching as well, you know, just stuff like that. And do you get squirrely, you know, if you don't, or do you, are you like an overthinker? 100%. 100. I mean, and it sucks because you know what the funny part is? I'm like, why, who are those people that are just so perfectly balanced? I'm either like overthinking and I'm squirrely and I'm crazy and I just can't get, I, I can't figure anything out. Or I'm just like, no, nothing. I am on either side of the spectrum, so. Can you actually imagine, you know, with with Billy and you wanted it so badly and you did everything and you and you lost the weight and you did all the bad things and can you imagine doing anything like that to yourself again? Who I think it's funny that you asked this question because I think that's why when I was on set, you know, my cast would ask me, "Oh, you went to other movies? You, we would just be talking like friends, you know." And I was like, this is it, bro. Like, I'm retired after this one. Because Billie Holiday came for my life, honey. She was like, nope, no more of you left. I will take all of that, but goodbye. But but I, yes, I will say yes, of course. Which is why I think I only want to do a couple more things. <laughs> and then I'm and then i looking forward. I'm looking forward to getting behind the camera, still telling more stories, but I don't know how, how much more acting Um Maybe that I'll do, but I, yes, because I think that if I'm deciding to take on a character, that means I've prayed about it heavily, I've thought about it heavily, I've ruminated, you know, really on it and studied the person and 
really believe that I'm supposed to be there. Because even with Billie Holiday, I didn't want it. It wasn't like I was like, yay, pick me. I was like, oh, hell no. There was a lot that went into into that. So, But yes, I think that if I'm choosing to play a character, it's because it's, I, I would hope that it would be, it's important. And every subject deserves that level, I think, of dedication. So yeah, I don't think I would be comfortable doing it another way, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I thought about, like, oh my God, she lost 40 pounds. That's not interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. Lots of people do. But I, what I am curious about with that, one of the commitments to do that, which is, but your energy level when you were shooting then, if you had lost so much weight, because it's like, you know, off, off a person who's not that big, so you're not really eating a whole lot. How are you physically, like, functioning and long days and everything when you, when you, you, you didn't have your normal level of fuel? Yeah, I, it sounds crazy, but it was... It, I was also, cause I, I'm not very good at sleeping to be honest. And, and so I, and I already knew that was going to be an issue cause the call times are like four in the morning, five, six in the morning. I usually don't start going to bed till like seven, eight in the morning. You know what I mean? We're, I'm, we're a musician. We keep, I was going to say hours, you're so you know on brand for the music. No, no, I know it's, it's very, very typical. Like I, I wish I wasn't such a stereotype, but I am. And like, it is what it is. Live your life. So I already yeah. knew, which is fine. Cause I can go like about three days without through, like I can stay awake for about three days and then my body will start to shake and kind of shut down whatever but interestingly enough you know on set it worked i'd stay awake for days and then whenever my body would conk out i would you know take a second in maybe the dressing room floor or like in an alley somewhere or whatever but it, it, interestingly enough i was not eating much sometimes i would be starving myself while i was on set but then i would eat something like eggs or a sausage or some spinach you know what i mean but but you know i would take days in between and not and then just fuel up a lot and but the slowness the, between the cigarettes, the alcohol, the not sleeping and the not eating um, or drinking much water, it sounds so crazy, but it slowed me down in a way that I think allowed me to really be Billie Holiday because I'm fast. As you see, I'm da 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 She is molasses slow. You, you know what I'm like, saying? And so I'm limp. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what it was I'm like. I'm limp. I Give like, me an Oscar. <laughs> they're like Billie Holiday's very slow I'm like slow cool bet starve myself though you know so interestingly enough yes my body was not in a good condition or was my mental state but it worked because the person I was playing dealt with a lot of this stuff I mean you said it was a hard time to say goodbye but how like when did you like you know put like a a big meal in you know after that or when did you know when did you start to get back to that I mean, I guess it was like toward the very, very end of shooting. So it was sort of like if I needed more energy, then I would just put more fuel in my body. But but yeah, I mean, honestly, a lot of it stayed with me even once we left set. So I, I was very much not ready for the, the shooting of the movie to end. I was I fell in love with her. I fell in love with Lee and with every single one of my cast members. And I I, I fell in love with Montreal. Oh, my God. I love Montreal. Like. I just remember toward the end of filming, just crying every day, every day. And it was like, which worked great for the character, but I was just crying every day because I did not want this to end. A, because I was, loved it so much, but B, because now I've got to try. I realized at that moment that I didn't know who I was or who I was supposed to be outside of Billie Holiday. And so it was a very scary idea. So it took me a while when I got back to come to normal habits of eating. I don't even know that I'm fully there yet. <laughs> It's just random, like, diet and then, like, binge on dumb shit like hot Cheetos. I don't know. But how do you, yeah, how do you balance? And again, going forward, because obviously, and that, I bet you in your head, you know, it's like, okay, I, like, really fucked myself up 
for this, but it really, I yeah. really killed it, and I've got an Oscar nomination. So, yeah. like, <laughs> is that the template? You know what I mean? Is that like... <laughs> yeah. Right, I'm like, I actually... I hope you not. Know, I'm glad you reminded me, Laura. I'm retired. <laughs> Peace, y'all. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to Ladies First with me, Laura Brown. I'm chatting with the epically talented Andre Day. A happy day indeed. What does validation sort of mean to you for this performance and what do you take from it? I think that's the thing I'm trying to be most careful of in this season is to make sure it never gets to a point where I've got to do this in order to be applauded. Because that's not why I went into this. I mean, I wanted to be great. I did not want to be terrible at the role, but it's because I didn't want to let Lee down. I didn't want to embarrass myself. I wanted to honor Billie Holiday. But when we were doing it, I, to be honest with you, forgot about the other side of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, it was just like, survive the day, be great, make sure that the people who are working with you are happy and satisfied today. You know what I'm saying? And for me, again, it's a faith thing. If I have the faith and I, I match that with the work and I'm willing to sacrifice and do the work and put in the time, then yeah, that's probably a pretty good formula moving forward. It doesn't have to exactly look like that because yeah, it just depends on the nature of the character, you know, and the story. But um, but whatever I need to do to get there, you know, outside of something reckless, then yeah. Outside of yeah. murder. Right. Right, yeah, murder and heroin. The the heroin years. How were your parents that how were they when you were filming? Were they like, okay, well, one, our daughter is shrinking, and were they, con- I mean, I'm sure that they were proud and happy we were doing it. Were they concerned at all? Like, were they like, are you, a- yeah, tell me a bit about that. Yeah, I think they were concerned. I think it was, they were definitely proud as well, but they were concerned and it was uncomfortable, right? You have somebody who's also not just shrinking, but doing things and saying things and speaking and operating and functioning in a way for, you know, to remember like, I started auditioning at the end of 2017 and we didn't start filming until fall of 2019. You know what I mean? So it's like almost two years of being another person. And for them, it's like, cool, but we're going to get her back though, right? Again, I didn't cuss. I also been, at this point in my life, been abstinent for almost seven years now, you know? So just, just generally totally changing my mentality, the way I interacted with people. And it's a little odd for them, you know? And and sometimes they would say, they'd be like, oh, that's Billy. You know what I mean? That's not you. And I'd be like, well, it's all Billy right now. <laughs> we're all prepared but my mother my mother was the funniest motherfucker ever boy let me tell you why (laughs) my mother literally i'd be like in billy and i'd be speaking like her or i would say certain crazy things or i would be cussing because i didn't typically i didn't cuss at all before this you know what i'm saying well i had stopped cussing my early 20s was a whole different person (laughs) she probably looked a little more like billy holiday but (laughs) so um i stopped for like years and my mom would be like 
what's wrong with you? Why are you acting like that? I would like, I literally would have to break character to be like, my, how many times I got to tell you I'm in a movie. I'm prepared to be Billie Holiday. Yeah, but you acting different. You acting funny. I'm like, she just like refused to accept it. She was like, you doing some weird shit right now. Like, okay, ma. But then you, but you said, but one day we'll be on a couch in front of yeah. a, a ring light. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be amazing yeah. and, we'll, and i'll be in this dress but i'll probably just be in a hotel room with hotel slippers on yeah. you know <laughs> I, be stealing them. I steal them but, all the time you should you should billboard <laughs> season of freaking hilarity right now i think what i i, I love it's just like i i'm like i'm so dressed up and i'm just gonna go to the bathroom What's it been like to like do all of this when literally, I mean, you have your pictures taken, but you've been a torso. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> means I just, the good thing about it is I don't give a fuck what's going on down here. The beauty is it's nice only having to care about the top half of your body. It takes half of the workout <laughs> and like I'm solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Underneath is a monster. Yeah. I go, whatever's <laughs> going on down here might be a little bit scary, but up here to the top, boom, we're in. <laughs> Well, I guess Ross, because you'll physically go to, because they're going to do it at the train station or something, right? Like yeah, you get to I think go. So. And... Hang on, do you have like a? This is important. This is the most important. Do you have a go-to? Like, if you're on a, also that's like in LA when they don't call it red carpet, they just call it carpet. When you started having to do that, do you have like a thing? You need to be like deranged, deranged. Just like start twirling around. I'm telling you, and start doing that sort of really deranged one when it's over the shoulder and you start blowing kisses. And then, and then you have to like get fed up and be like, no, that's enough. No, that's enough. No, no more, no more, no more. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to do all that shit. Because why not? Just get my full Christopher walking on. Just like, I don't care. <laughs> and then everyone will go like, God, she really killed that movie. But she's a psycho. Do it. <laughs> That'd be great. And then I'm free. Completely free. <laughs> and you don't have to worry about anything. You, you, you get your little guy and, uh, and then you win. Okay. We're going to do something called 10 first. It's just dumb. Okay, into it. I also love, by the way, I was like, I don't even know what this is. And I'm just like into it. Like, girl, what if it involves just you? <laughs> it's it, it, it involves boobs. Right? Just, yeah. just, just boobs. Oh, well, then I, you might as well count me out. There's not really anything happening. If you, have, if you saw the movie, it's nothing up there to really write home about. <laughs> it was, they're done. They were chic. <laughs> they're fashion boobs. Fashion boobs. It's funny that you say that too, because I had a friend I ran into the other day and I was so moved by this because I knew I wanted my body to be a certain way. It needs to look more like a 1940s body, you know, which made me hella insecure on set. So I was doing it for the correctness of the period and her, the stuff that her body had gone through, you know. But um, my friend told me that she was speaking to a friend of hers who was like really emotional about the movie because she was like, man, when she stripped down, I realized it had been so long since I had just seen a very natural looking pair of like breasts. And I was like, wow. And I never thought about, which to me, women catch so much flack. I, whatever you choose to do with your body is beautiful. If you are happy, it is beautiful. You know what I mean? But I, it, it kind of struck me because I was like, oh, I guess, yeah, it's not like we're so used to seeing everything through social media lens. So it doesn't look like a variety. You know what I mean? And so I was also like, that's a sweet way of being like they were stressed the fuck out and hungry. But, <laughs> but you know, it was interesting. She said it kind of shocked her for a second because she was like, whoa, I just haven't seen ones that are just whoever, whatever they kind of came with, you know what I mean, for a long time. So you forget, you forget that like there's an, there's this sort of parameter of beauty that we've been sort of, you know, indoctrinated by. Now tell me about actually, 
Uh, before we turn to first, just one more thing. But like, I just freaking love like that. Like, like Regina was in the hotel. But what does it like? What does it mean to have a real sense of community? Because I think a lot of time actresses in Hollywood were quite siloed before Times Up, before a lot of stuff. So everybody was kind of in their own area. But what's it like to have a community of women? Who have all been around in this season, and it is it is your Viola and your Regina and your Octavia, and why do they all end in A and Andra? <laughs> Andra, you can't make any friends <laughs> that have don't have A. Right. Um, but what's it been like to have that embrace? Mm, oh God, it has been. I don't even know any other word to describe it, but just a blessing. I mean, into my core, into the core. I tell people, you know what it does for me. First of all, I admire these women. Like, I'm a fan of these women, and I admire them. They've, like, you know, raised me, just their level of dedication. And But to see that representation, and they have fought, you know what I'm saying, like tooth and nail to get here, and that's the part we don't always see. Because women get this a lot, but particularly black women as well, this idea that there is limited space for us. And so, that you know, we, we have to be at odds with each other. There has to be division there. And and that and we can't help support and lift each other up because if I lift her up, then I'll lose my spot. If she lifts me up, then she'll lose her spot. It's not true. It is, and for too long, we as women have believed this idea that, you know, we have to be divided. Like, that's the easiest way to conquer people, which is a, a condition that I think that we've, been in you know what i mean for a long time we kind of constantly have to fight through and so it, it totally dashes this idea that there's limited space for us as women been particularly black women like you know we deal with this on multiple fronts and, and I, I i just i refuse to believe it and my sisters show me who are my sisters and my mentors show me that that's not true and it's just amazing you know you and regina jumping on each other <laughs> Yeah, that was so amazing. I was genuinely shocked. I had no idea she was in the same hotel room. And, and the fact that she would be willing to come in and to celebrate. First of all, Regina King has hops. I saw that video back and I said, come on, quads. Come on, quads and calves. Because I was like, she's getting real air. Yeah, she's ridiculous. She is gorgeous and like so, yeah. <laughs> so great. you got friends, allies co-conspirators it's just yeah, so yeah, wonderful yeah. just mm -hmm. to just to be like mm, here we all right now. yeah yeah here we are yeah <laughs> let's go all right 10 first that's just done okay got it well i don't know if you can answer this question anymore and if you do it but what what's the first drink you order i don't really drink uh well i mean I've, i'm still undoing things um, let's go with gin, because that's what Billie Holiday drank a lot of. Oh, you mean like the first drink I had, like the first time I had any alcohol in my life? Probably fucking Old English. <laughs> Some 40 ounce, <laughs> like honestly. You can go ahead and write that down. <laughs> and that was last week. Anyway. Yeah, pretty much. The first song you sang as a kid that you, you felt the little rainbows come out of you. Oh, um, that would be Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. Can you do this bit just for me, just for humoring me? Can you do, I want to feel the heat. Oh, uh, I want to feel the heat with somebody. Hey, I want to dance with somebody. With somebody who loves me. <laughs> Ain't nobody like her, is it? <laughs> Jeez, you got the voice of an angel, oh, darling. Thank that's you. What they, that's what they'd say in Australia. You got a voice of an angel. Okay, first thing you look at on your phone in the morning. 
or evening or whatever the hell you wake up. It's actually, it's devotion. So I, I open my notes and a Bible app on my phone. For right now, I'm just like reading through like Daniel. So I try to go in order oftentimes. So yeah, no, it's not not typically random for me. There's a plan. First person you call. First person I call, my go-to person. I would say that would be probably my mama, but it's probably not on the phone. It's, I'm probably just like, ma, ma, right? <laughs> Watch her come down here like, what? <laughs> she lives with me. <laughs> yeah, she lives with me. She would literally kill me right now. She's like, I'm not feeling good. I look terrible. No, there's no way, y'all. <laughs> but you just tell her that I yearn, that I'm yearning. Okay? I just want that. Ma! Okay. Um, what first joke you remember? Oh man, this, the jokes were so bad when we were kids. They were always, they were always your mama jokes. Like why we had to always make fun of mamas. So we had this freeway in San Diego called the 805. And the joke I remember is always like, yo mama's so fat. She used the 805 freeway as a slip and slide. Oh, I, when I got older, I was like, damn, we were some little bastards. Like, why are we so mean to mamas? Leave mamas alone. <laughs> Okay, first fashion splurge. Oh, probably Chanel makeup. Which one did you get? Uh, it was the foundations. It was two of them, two of my colors. Because I still wasn't rich enough to buy a Chanel bag. I was like, mm -mm. oh, how, in the thousands? Oh, no, no. This this right here is $80. I'm going to go with this. <laughs> and now, oh, guess what? She got Chanel makeup for free. <laughs> it's technically La Mer I get for free, by the way. <laughs> They're taking so I love them. They take such good. Actually, that's what I should say is the splurge because that Chanel should cost me eighty. That La Mer should cost me five hundred, honey. So let's. That's the real splurge. That was the first big purchase that actually gave me a heart attack, but was totally worth it. I was like that creme de la mer in that jar, sis. And you know what's funny? I didn't want it to work. Like when I first got it, I was like, this is some bullshit. And I already know that people just spend money because they want to feel rich. Girl, I put that on my face. I was like, damn, I'm going to be in debt. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to be in some debt for some face cream. So yeah, that was really the first splurge. First time you owned your shit. God, I mean, it's really hard to recall because I'm a Capricorn. I know. <laughs> you do it for a living. Every Capricorn is so smug about owning their shit all day. Fucking disrespectful, disrespectful ass December, January babies. I uh, I don't even remember, to be honest with you. I couldn't even come up with that. <laughs> all my Capricorn friends are smug about shit owning. We're assholes about that, yeah. But which is funny, too, because I'm actually not really that good at it. I hate confrontation. I don't like, but I just do it because it's like impulse. Okay, first date. I don't know if my ex, when I was 16, if my ex and I, we were only together for like two weeks. I don't even know if we went on a date. I think we just hung out. They like, that's just like, we, we were working at this theater together at the summertime doing like a show. I think we just hung out. So what was my first date date? It was, oh, probably with my ex like years ago. I was 18 and we went to a movie theater. You went in that movie, you went, one day I'll be on that screen. <laughs> one day. And you said it like that. Yes, all dramatic. <laughs> okay. The first thing you turn on TV. Oh, first thing I turn on the TV, the United States versus Billie Holiday. Gosh. <laughs> Did I do it? <laughs> Click, subscribe, Hulu, www.hulu.com. First thing I put on is Hulu and I watch the United States versus Billie Holiday. I just bought what you're selling. I just bought everything you sold me. Damn. <laughs> 
Okay. First thing you do or eat when you're stressed out? Hot Cheetos. Hot Cheetos. It's hot Cheetos. Flaming hot Cheetos, honey. If it ain't flaming, it ain't right. And do you leave like paw prints on things, like yellow paw prints? No, you don't leave the prints because the best part is when you have all this red chili residue and you lick them off. Yeah, you can't leave it anywhere. You got to make sure the hands don't touch nothing so you can enjoy the last part of your meal. This is so terrible. I would love to be like almonds. When I'm stressed, I eat almonds and I drink a lot of water. If you said that, I would hang up. Okay. Okay. First thing you'll do when this G-damn pandemic is done. I'm going on vacation. I'm literally leaving. And you know what I'm going to do, girl? Let me say something. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Montreal to first and I'm going to eat my way through Montreal for an entire weekend. And then I'm going to fly over to somewhere like Greece or go back to like somewhere on the islands or something like that. Maybe South Africa. Maybe I'll go to Tahiti. I'm going on vacation. I'm taking my mom. I'm taking my family. We out. Look, meanwhile, meanwhile, it's me here with my belly out eating hot Cheetos like. <laughs> That's what's going to actually happen. <laughs> you know what's going to happen, Andra, mm-hmm. Andra Day. <laughs> You're a freaking legend. Uh, thank you, love. <laughs> I'm so happy for you for this. Thank you. This has been Ladies First with Laura Brown. We can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to our production team at Pod People, Rachel King, Matt Savarese, Danielle Roth, Anne Ford, Anne Kane, and Erica Wong. And thanks to Brian Anstey, Molly Stout, and Haley Mason at InStyle. You can find out more at InStyle.com. Find us on Instagram at InStyle Magazine, on Twitter at InStyle, and you can find me on Insta and Twitter at LauraBrown99.